York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show. Here, give you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And it's time to talk about a Knicks win so we're getting those gunshots together. The Knicks dismantle the Detroit Pistons in the home opener. All right, home opener, 130 to 106. And you know, everybody got into the action. RJ Barrett gives you 18 points, four assists, three rounds, and one block. Randall is on his apology tour, gives you 15.6 rebounds. Jalen Brunson, 17 points, six assists, two rebounds, and the second game in a row with zero turnovers. OB Toppin, Obadiah gives you 16 points, four rebounds, and three assists. Derek Rose gives you 13.6 assists. And the hated man, Emmanuel Quickly, gives you 20 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, and has the highest plus minus in the team. We're going to talk about it all. Before we talk about it, first hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notification bell to know when we hear talking Knicks. But also, you already know what it is. I have to introduce my guys. First and foremost is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G in the building. Big win by the Knicks. We outside. We outside. <laughs> And of course, you know, it's my man, the Latin assassin, Mr. Lee Escobedo. Nasty, nasty, Escobedo. Shout out to Lee. And hold on, hold on. New title, guys. New title. <laughs> KOT officially has an ESPN contributor on the show. Oh. What other show can give you that? Represented for all my fellow hood rats out there that came up from the bottom. You know what I mean? Growing up in trailer parts and, and government housing. We're here, baby. We're here. Exactly. Started from the bottom. Now we're here at KOT. Yes, KOT is the top, if you didn't realize. All right. But shout out to everybody. Big win. Big win. Big win. Oh, no. Shout out to my chat. Thank you for being patient because we had a lot of technical difficulties, man. A lot. But we worked through with it. But shout out to, to, to Greg. Shout out to Kerry Cox. Pudge NYC. Winston Ellis, my real fake cousin. Shout out to you. Keith Walken. Joe McGyver. My guy and Morris who was here in the chat earlier. And everybody else who's rocking with the KOT show. Now, let's get to it. You know, you know what I loved about this win, guys? I know it was a, it was a Knicks home opener. It was the good feels, and we blew out a team, and we actually had a hundred thirty points, and we had like twenty nine assists. But what I really loved about this team is the the tone set, and it seems to be a transition in philosophy. Leon Rose at the end of the year talked about leaning into the youth. Um, the youth wasn't even on the trade block. He saw we chose youth over Donovan Mitchell. And today, what I saw was the youth playing in that third quarter. Usually, usually, guys, when Tom Thibodeau sees any sign of trouble, he's quick to pull the whistle and he's quick to get the young guys out of there. But today was not the case. He rolled them out. He, he he rocked out with the young guys, even when it got a little bit shaky. And that's something we didn't see all last season. So shout out to Tom Thibodeau's growth. growth. And also the fact that Julius Randle did not hustle back on defense in the first quarter. And Tom Thibodeau blew that whistle. Got the troops together 
and got them back out there. And I'm like, all right, are we are we holding Julius Randle accountable in 2022? Is that the feels we getting? Are we getting a new coach who plays the youth and holds Randle accountable at the same damn time? I'm loving it. I'm loving this new era and this and this new feels. It sounds like it's a, it's a new beginning for us, regardless of wins and losses. It feels like a new philosophy. I don't know. What do you what do you have to say about that, guys? Well, yeah. I mean, I was definitely impressed with the minute distribution. I think nobody scored over. I mean, nobody played over 27, 28 minutes, which is amazing. And like we like we said, you know, coming into the season, if you really want to play the way Thibs wanted to play, which is to give your all on both ends of the court. You can't really have players playing 35, 40 minutes. It's just going to tire out. Right. You know, you do, you do need a rotation where, you know, probably your highest minute guys like 27, 28 minutes. So I'm glad to see that Thibs has adjusted, you know, the, the minutes he plays guys. And yeah, like Thibs definitely showed that he has grown because even in the fourth quarter, like, I saw the lineup out there. I was expecting Julius Randle to come back in the game. I was expecting Mitch to come back in the game, except but nah. He he's 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 stuck with Toppin. He's stuck with Art Hardenstein. He's stuck with the guys that increased the lead going into that fourth quarter. So there's definitely a lot of positives to look into so far this season. And I think one of the major positives is Julius Randle because yeah, you know, Julius Randle had that little brain fart in early in the game where he didn't he didn't get back on defense and Thibs called timeout and got the troops together. But besides Bro. that, like, <laughs> but besides that, like Julius Randle so far, like it looked like he's out of his head and like Julius Randle's doing things this season that I did not see from him last season. Yeah. He's cutting to the basket, getting easy baskets, and having people find him under the basket for easy shots. He's um actually paying more he's actually more more aware now he, he's yeah. bringing in double teams he's passing out to players i mean yeah there was a couple plays like that play where brunson was in the corner and he was wide open i was like randall come on now but, but for the most part you know randall's definitely looked like he's turned around his game and and yo like last season two of our biggest achilles heels were thibs and randall and if those two guys Get it together. Yeah. This, this Knicks team is going to go places. Preach. My yeah. uh, bootleg fire stick was going in and out all game, so the second and third quarters were choppy for me. I didn't see uh, a good, consistent stream uh, from my TV. But This is why you need Fubu TV, uh, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who is a lonely, depressed Knicks fan has been for quite a while like myself – has gotten used to that first quarter, no matter who's a coach, no matter who's on the roster, we're always down by 10 in the first quarter. It, that's just been, that has been the status quo for the last couple of years, and that's no longer the case. And the reason for that is Thibs is still in the defense, but, man, Jalen Brunson is smooth with the rock. He gets the offense going. He's, he, not, there's no learning curve with Thibodeau's offensive plan. He knows what it is. It's ingrained in him through his father, through his relationships. He knows what to expect. He's getting guys involved and making sure that the ISO play is limited unless mm -hmm. it's him taking someone off the dribble and cutting to the basket to either find a shooter or get an easy bucket inside. I love how Jalen Brunson's calm, cool demeanor is not only keeping us from having a 10-point deficit, but maybe we have a 10-point lead going to the second quarter, which is a great difference for me. Yeah. And Jalen Brunson's, I feel like Jalen Brunson's personality is starting to trickle through the team. Uh, last game, we saw RJ Barrett start the game off and he was going to the hole a lot. He wasn't really, you know, he wasn't, I feel like sometimes he forces shots and, for, and overdoes it. This game out the gate, first few minutes of the game, boom, 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 three assists from RJ Barrett, perfect mm -hmm. passes. And, uh, and in general, this team so far, what, 20, let's see, 29 assists this game, 28 yep. the game before, but this is 29 assists and regulation. So this is even, this is yeah. a different animal. So it seems like the philosophy is sharing the ball and, and making the right play is really permeating through this team and RJ Barrett, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle all kind of setting the toll. So I, I you gotta love 
what is going through this team. The chemistry seems like it's 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 being put together, and you don't want to jump out the window because it's still a Pistons team and it's a low level team. But at the same time, when you combine this with what happened with the Grizzlies, you start to yeah. think, well, maybe this is an identity. Maybe this is an identity. But I still want to see more. But this is a very good sign from this team, and I hope that you know this is the identity of our team moving forward because this is beautiful, beautiful basketball. You know, the three of us had a lot of really in-depth conversations before the season started about what would the Brunson impact look like on the court. And what I love about it, and I said this, he's not come into a situation where he has to do everything. He's got to play 35 minutes. He's burnt out by the fourth quarter. The point guard, I think we had the best three-guard rotation from point from the bench and third string in the NBA for three guys that play the majority of the minutes. And what do we have? Jalen Brunson, six assists. Derek Rose, six assists. Manuel Quickly, seven assists. What more can you ask for for three guys that are handling the ball the most and facilitating the most? That's yeah. nice distribution. No drop-off, no matter who's running the, running the show. And you can't really say that the whole time. And I'm, I'm going to say this, guys. I'm going to say this. Preseason is preseason. The regular season is the regular season. Just like people were ready to throw Cam away with the bath order in preseason, and then he has <laughs> one good game, and everybody's back on a Cam track. I'm watching quickly struggling preseason, and my mind, I'm going, I know how this movie goes. <laughs> I know how this movie goes. Quickly's going to struggle. And then he's going to get it back. And then people are going to start to backtrack. So I'm letting you know, guys, right now, there's conversations about trading quickly and all this other stuff. Skirt, let's wait. Let's wait until we 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 play more games to see what we have. All right. We have four games that didn't count in the preseason versus two actual games that happened in the season. Let's, let's, let's wait a little longer before we start talking about who's expendable and who's not. Who can't shoot and who's not. Uh, and it's a lot to talk about, but I really want to talk about the second unit right now. All right? Second unit. Mob Deep came to play. And quickly has been struggling for sure. But the tone for Mob Deep today, and shout out to Royal Coin that caught that, that name, Mob Deep, was set by Derrick Rose today. It was set by Derrick Rose. I do feel like the first unit, when matched up with the Detroit Pistons first unit, it was going, it was going back and forth a little bit. It was going back and forth a little bit. I'm not sure if the defense was all the way clicking as of yet. The Pistons were kind of pushing on every miss. And I feel like he was keeping up, but it, it was a little bit seesaw. But by the time Derrick Rose in the second unit came in, that's when the pedal went to the floor. Derrick Rose is still valuable. And what what I liked about him is he provided that dribble penetration, shot making. And also, I kind of like that, you know, quickly finally started to pass the ball and be more control and did more passing than shooting to start the game. And... Derrick Rose delivered on, on his shots, on his three-point shooting. So kudos to Derrick Rose for setting the tone. And kudos to the second unit for really, you know, putting their foot on their neck. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Ryan. Um, yeah, the second unit definitely played good today. Um, the thing with Rosen IQ is you know, when you have both of them on the court together, it's kind of like IQ is that wild child. Yeah. And Rose is that guy that kind of like stabilizes that second unit. But when you have IQ actually stabilized, with Rose actually stabilized, that makes that makes a complete difference in the backcourt. It makes them a dangerous combo in the backcourt. And that's what happened tonight. Both of them were dribble penetration, finding open shooters. And I love the fact that quickly came into the game and he didn't come into the game just looking for a shot and just jacking up, you know, yep. by shots. He came into the game actually trying to get other players involved in, and he allowed himself to get into the feel of the game. Then once yeah. he got into the feel of the game, then that's when he started getting his shots and then they were dropping for him. So 
yeah, the second unit definitely play like mob deep tonight. You know, I'm I'm back on the Cam Reddish, you know, high, you know, Cam, but tonight he did have a couple of advice shots in the fourth quarter that I didn't yeah. like. You know, but 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 overall Cam did have effort on defense. So, you know, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be too hard on Cam because he did kind of save us in the game against the Grizzlies. But yeah, they, they yeah, the Knicks second unit definitely came out to, to play tonight. And this is what we expect from them. Last season it was the same thing. That was, you know, that was our bread and butter, that second unit. And this season, with the way the first unit is playing, and then you have the second unit playing like that, and the Knicks are gonna, like I said, the Knicks are gonna surprise some teams this year if, if they if they continue down this route. Yeah. And- yeah, I think that we as Knicks fans can be a little impatient, and we want it all now. But <laughs> these are these are kids. Like these are 22, 23, 24 year old, 24 year old kids. They're highly affected by having their game. They're highly affected by their mental state. Um, they're riding the wave of confidence and, and the, the the dips of confidence, and that's going to show in, in the bot store. And I think this was a game where some of the players that we thought we had ped them into a, a certain role showed us a little more of their game. We've always known that Obi Toppin has been a good facilitator. He has been yeah. since his days at Dayton, and he, he gave us three really nice dimes tonight in 21 minutes. And I think Hartenstein, we've known about his playmaking. But I thought his rebounding was really solid. It was a much better rebounding effort this time that his minutes weren't extended and he wasn't gassed by the second half. He was able to hit you with four offensive boards. So I think there's some there's other areas of these bench mobs game that won't be untapped until as the season goes on and their chemistry and confidence rises. That's a good point. I'm pulling up the stats right now. Hartenstein with six points, 11 rebounds on the night. So good job by Hartenstein. And Obi Toppin with 16 points, four rebounds, a little light there, uh, and three assists. But the thing about Obi Toppin, and I keep saying this to people, people keep trying to tell me Obi Toppin can't shoot. And every time they say that, I'm just like, he's not, he's a rhythm player. He's a rhythm player. He's a guy who needs, he's like a little, He's like a like a like an old person on a treadmill, right? He starts to get going and then he starts to feel things and then he gets smooth and now he's in a rhythm and now he feels comfortable. You can bet five dollars every time Obi takes a three, that first one is gonna be an air ball. Like <laughs> like FanDuel, DraftKings, first <laughs> OB3 is always gonna be an air ball. But if this man keeps playing, you start to realize that the more he plays he kind of calibrates the rim and now that next three is getting closer now that next three is remaining out next thing you know you're looking at his box score he's shooting seven to twelve from the field 58 percent uh two or five from three 40 percent and then all this oh we can't shoot stuff starts to go out the window so oh we just need time and he needs minutes and kudos to tom thibodeau who gave Obadiah, the son of Duncan's Delight, 20 minutes today. I'm loving it. And, and shout out to the front office. Shout out to World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Because I know, I know my heart. The front office was going in on time in the offseason to play these kids. And I feel like the message is going through the dome. The message is working. And I'm loving the results of that right now. I'm definitely loving the results of that. To your point, and I don't want to be knee-jerking myself, but I think at some point in time, and that time being as soon as Grimes is healthy, my man needs to start. Evan Fournier is a solid player. Yeah. He brings a lot of intangibles, but I don't think he brings it to the starting unit. That that Brunson-Fournier duo, I'm, it, it, there's of all the, the starting lineups looked really good. Me and Ryan were talking about this, texting each other. It looks really good, but I think Fournier is an odd man out. The chemistry is there between Mitch, Randall, Brunson, and RJ. Fournier, I think, would be better suited off the bench to where if he brings it and he's hot, let that flamethrower swing, like hit those threes. But when he's not hitting at the starting unit, he brings nothing on the defensive side, and his playmaking has not been there thus far, even going back to the preseason. To me, it needs to be Grimes or quickly. That two start that two guard spot next to Brunson to bring a little bit more on both sides of the ball. Fournier 
I, I like him. I'm not a Fournier hater. I'm, or I'm also not in the hive. Right. He should not be started. I agree. I agree. And it's funny because I, I did my a, a first like Knicks uh, game preview today. And I kind of talked about the fact that Jaden Ivey, that speed demon might hurt us at a certain point because that matchup between him and Fournier or even him and RJ isn't really favorable for us. And I feel like that's a lot of reason why um, quickly might have got a little bit more burned today. If you look at the minutes distribution, Evan Fournier got 19 minutes, uh, quickly got 27. Evan Fournier, once again, is the odd man out. Um, and I think quickly and McBride really are the people who might have the speed to kind of uh, to, to kind of um, hang with Ivy. Not to say that they're as fast as him, but they have more of a prayer. And I think we start to see that a little bit later. But you know, God bless him, Fournier. Three of yeah. eight today, and can be a good spot of shooter in in spots. But you're right, Lee. We need uh, we, we Grimes will be welcome back here. Grimes will definitely yeah. be welcome back here for sure. And quickly, he played good defense tonight too. I was impressed with quickly switching. To, he kept this man in front of him most of the game, the, the two quarters that I saw. <laughs> yeah, quickly defense has always been underrated, and I was happy that Tom actually mentioned that earlier in the year how underrated his defense really is, and he's done a good job. Um, he got caught sometimes um, guarding uh, Bogdanovich, a much bigger player, but overall. Quickly's defense has always been good. 75 percentile in pick and roll defense. Um kind of does pretty well guarding bigger guys sometimes on switches. So he he's always gonna put together the effort. Mm-hmm. For, for yeah. real. And and I, even and speaking of shorter guys, the Jalen Brunson Cade Cunningham matchup is also really interesting. Because you're looking at Cade, this guy is six six, and he's getting his ass handed to him <laughs> by a five eleven dude, and it's like, man, his experience is really on another level. It really is. It's, he, and it, it's like this team looks good on paper, but in actuality, our our guys are are done well, man. They done well to to, to outclass these guys. Gotta love JB, man. The general. Somebody called him our CP3. He might be. He might be, man. Yeah. Might. I did want to say something in regards to Fournier, though, because I'm on board with Grimes starting for Fournier in the starting lineup because I do realize with Fournier and Brunson backcourt against speedy guards, it, it, it is a problem guarding those speedy guards because John Moran basically killed them you know, last game and Ivy got kind of went off on them as well. But this is one game where I don't think Fournier's defense was terrible per se, mm-hmm. because I think Fournier does okay if he's guiding if he's guarding guys like Bogdanovich, who who, you know, they're not really speedy guys, you know, they're right. guys that are more visionary and they're just shooters. Like I think Fournier does okay against guys like that. And and, I, and at least from what I've seen for the most part, he was guarding Bogdanovich. So I was okay with Fournier's defense for this game, but of course, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, Grimes to me would be a better fit in that first unit because that's going to give you one extra defensive guy, and Grimes can still provide the shooting that Fournier does. That's a good point, and I think Fournier has some built-in chemistry with Kimba last year when they first came in town. They had a decent two-man game that translated over from their time in Boston together, and Fournier was a little bit more of a playmaker that's a Kimba and Kimba was more like in the corners hitting threes and, and spot up. But with next to Brunson, Brunson's too much of an on ball dominant player. Fournier doesn't have a chance to really do any playmaking. He just really is a spot up shooter and, and um, just like firing threes from the corners. It's not really his most effective role. He would have more opportunity to be more on ball if he came with the, the second unit. And also too, you know, it's interesting. Um, there used to be like a hot, a heavy shot diet of, Evan Fournier running like that little curl play with Julius Randle and Julius Randle would screen his man off and then Evan oh, Fournier yeah. would catch the ball and shoot it. I saw, I saw it today and then like a, a light bulb went off. It's like, wait a minute. This is the first time they ran that play between preseason and the regular season. That's the first time they ran that play this season 
straight up period. So Evan Fournier is in a, in a place right now where he's now trying to find out where he's getting his shots from once again because of the, the flow of the game. Um, but it's interesting. Um, I like the way the shots are being distributed though, because at halftime, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson pretty much had equal amount of shots taken at halftime. So, you know, you, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. it, it it's working. It's working so far. And the other part of it is RJ Barrett still has not really hit a, a jumper. He hasn't really hit a jumper yet. He did all his damage, fast breaks, going to the hole and finishing at the rent. And thank you, God, that he started to finish it today because I was getting a little bit worried. Same, same game. I was getting, I was getting a little bit worried. But um, t- today, RJ Barrett, 8 of 15 from the field, 53% from the 53%. Um, 0 for 3 from 3. Hopefully that comes back to him. But overall, I liked his game and I liked his efficiency. And I liked that he's like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to the hole. Because <laughs> that, that's what's working. And think, I love that he actually finished. And even his technique, he's, mo- he's, um, he's getting to guys' body a lot more. Something he really didn't do last year. And I think it's helping him finish a lot better, at least today. So shout out to RJ Barrett. Yeah, don't forget the assist. Don't forget oh, the assist. Oh, don't forget. No, well, me ain't forgetting the assist. He had four assists today. I want him to get 10. I want him to get 10, <laughs> but he ain't played enough. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I like I like the assist he got in the first quarter. Uh, salute to the chat, though. If you're loving the show so far, you want to eat. Thank you. You want to celebrate the next win every time with us, the exuberant KOT show, the KOT fans. Definitely hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. So you know the next time that we are live, you can be live with us. So definitely do that. Shout out to the chat. Shout out to Be Civilized, Nick Yak, Kerry Cox, Pudge NYC, Margaret Edwards, East Blue Drew, JT Reddick, uh, Sam Freud929, and everybody else is rocking with the KT show. And definitely the likes help us, you know, it helps push the algorithms up, helps push us to the top and helps us be seen. So please, um, super chats are welcome as well. But if you don't have super chats, hit that like button. It's going to help us a lot. All right. All right. The likes, the, the likes like us too. All right. And also if you do want to call in, you already know what to do. Dot a number three, one, nine. Five two seven six two four one. That's three one nine five two seven six two four one. Oh yeah! Someone said Knox played good. Man, no Knox revenge game today. Knox revenge game <laughs> is dead. I'm sorry. No Nerlens the Well against game. I'm sorry. All that is dead. Um. Yeah, fellas, you know what? I want to ask y'all a question. Julius Randle is on uptick. Tom Thibodeau is, is playing better. Um, Lee specifically, because you were waving the flag of the Julius Randle Man Haters Club. Yeah. Given his performance so far, if this continues in two trade season in february are you still trying to trade julius randall at this point absolutely no because i my mouth trolls when i think about julius randall being shipped off to a team for two first rounders and maybe a young player and some inspiring contracts that to me is it's too salivating, man. Like, I, I, Rando is playing great. Zero turnovers today. The team as a whole had 12 turnovers. Game one, they had 12 turnovers. They've been playing under control, you know, very minimal Randall Isol, which I love. And I love his, his enthusiasm. He's talking to the guys out there on the court. You know, he's really uh, cheering them on, which you haven't seen very much last season. Yeah. His attitude has been primo. But if his value starts to rise, 
how do you improve this team positioning? We talked to Ian Bedley about this. What position are they going to go after? You have to think about who has cemented their position as of now. Brunson's our one. RJ's either our two or a three. Mitch's our five. It's either the four or the two or three that we don't go out to get a superstar to finally give us a real first option. And I think Randall needs to be shuttled off so we can go out to the two and start Obi Top at the four. And Randall becomes that piece that gets us either the assets get that superstar or the superstar themselves. So you're asking me, do I still trade him? Hell yes. Because, you know, as good as Randall is, he ain't leading us to the promised land. What if I told you, maybe it's not a hell yes, but if he keeps this up, it's maybe more for, it's maybe more about the deal than get rid of him. Then what would you say? I was just yeah. about to say that too. Yeah, it's it's always about the deal. I, I was not an advocate for booting him out of town if the return is two second rounders and a horrible contract. You know, like I've never been an advocate for that in any of my writing. But if the deal is sweet and we actually get back either a deal equivalent to or better than what we got for KP, pull the trigger. Because yeah, I think you have to consider that. It's just a two part question, like we said. Is Obi going to play well? Is going is Obi going to keep this up? Um, I think today was a good sign from Tom Thibodeau that you know he actually kept Obi in the game while he's playing well to really see his impact on the game. Um, so I think that's one part, and we talked about this before. But then it's like, all right, we trade Randall, our best rebounder. What are we getting back? Are we getting at picks? And cap relief, are we getting back an impact player at the wing? You know? Either. Hmm? Uh, I'm, I'm 100% on either. It really depends on where the pits are coming to. Uh, I don't want pits from a team like Denver for 2024 and 2026 when I know Joker's still going to be there under contract. It, but if it's 2027 uh, and 9 or 8 and 30, like those pits are a little bit more interesting to me the same way that the Lakers are in those late round uh, draft spots. But it's really about the situation. And Leon Rose has shown he doesn't get fleeced. You know, every trade that he's made, I think he's been the, the winner on that trade. So I think if it comes about and there's a really good one that makes us better either right now or one or two years from now, he's going to pull the trigger on it. All right. I don't know how you feel about that, Ryan. For me, I want to, I want more time to see what's going to happen with Obi and Randall and Kemi Shea. I, want to, I always want more data, personally. But how do you feel yeah. about that? Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. I'm not quick to say that I would just trade Randall like that at the trade deadline if he keeps it up because I need to see first. Because like, like you said, Obi didn't have such a great first game, but he had a good game tonight. So it's like I just want to see if the consistency is there first from Obi. If, if I see the consistency there from Obi, that's number one. And then on top of that, if I can somehow manipulate Randall into getting that – bigger piece meaning a player that's going to come in and he's going to transform the team mm-hmm. then i would be like okay i'm i'm comfortable shipping off randall at that point but i'm just not going to ship him off just for any old thing you know what i mean Agreed. it has to it, it definitely depends on what kind of deal are we going to get for randall at this point he's helping out the team yeah he's being a productive piece yeah so his value right now, to me, in the Knicks' eyes, is is high, which means you do not let that player go unless it's a deal that's going to definitely help the Knicks. That's the only way. This guy, Randall, is, is, is high-fiving people coming in the game. When did that happen? Has that happened at all Love last it. season? This man has really turned over a new leaf for real, for real. Yeah. You also have to be prepared. If you trade him, you are going to suck. And the fan base and the front office and the coaching staff needs to understand that the reason that our offense is so fluid right now is Jalen Brunson, number one, and Julius Randle, number two. The fact that Julius Randle is going and deferring more and trusting his teammates more and not isolating at every possession in the half court, that's a big reason of why we have the momentum we do on offense. And if we get rid of him, we're going to suck for at least the rest of that season and maybe the following one. But you're going to suck when you have the potential to have five first-round picks not, I mean, that's not a bad position to be. I'm just saying there's pros and cons, I think, to both sides. If we kept it for the rest of the season, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, be, be crying. But if we trade them for a good draft pick capital and maybe a solid rotation player or a future star, hell yes. 
Best case scenario, right? For everybody included. Say Randall, say we do actually trade Randall and we get draft capital back, I know a, a, a star back, and then we look at Obi Toppin and Obi Toppin ascends to another level as the starting power forward that we envision, giving you high flying dunks, averaging 20 points a game, gets his rebounds up to like nine rebounds a game, starts at threes, and, and now he's like a all star type of player. Then it's like a win win for everybody, you know. Yep. Then that 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 narrative that we wasted the pick on Ob, just it goes away. Yeah, it goes away, and all of a sudden, the front office looks like a genius. <laughs> so I'm gonna revisit. I'm gonna revisit with you guys in the in the chat and the fans. I'm gonna keep asking you guys as the season goes along. Chat, how do you feel about Julius Randle now? Chat, how do you feel about Julius Randle now? Are you starting to change your mind? Are you starting to change your mind? But all right, let's go. Shout out to the chat. Uh, if, if you like the show so far, hit the like button and subscribe button. Um, I saw we got some super chats in too as well. So I'm gonna get to those. I'm gonna get to those. Um, let's see. Computer's freezing up a little bit. Hmm. Ryan, can you can you see the super chats? Yeah, I can. Okay, I'll go up. To, I'll read them. Let me see. Oh, here we go. Oh, okay. I got one. I got one. Here we go. Shout out okay. to Nev the Disruptor who sends a five dollar super chat. He says, "Panel, four years defense is much better than Jr. Julius Randle." Um, are you guys not able to see on Jr.'s deficiency because we have a lower expectation of Fournier? Um, is his is Fournier's defense worse than Randall's? I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that no. this year. I wouldn't say that this year. I would say when Randall didn't go back on D and um, Bogdanovich got a layup. Bogdanovich is kind of cooking today. I'm not gonna lie. I think that was an yeah. issue, but I also feel like. When Fournier was on him, he was cooking Fournier too. So I don't know. I feel like they both were kind of iffy on defense today. That's that's my opinion. And I'll rewatch the game to to get more def- defensive answer. But I, I feel like both of those guys are getting cooked, and Fournier more so. What do you guys think? Well, like I said, I I didn't think Fournier's de- I didn't think Fournier's defense was terrible tonight. I thought it was okay. You know, sure. yeah, but Randall, okay, Randall didn't play the greatest defense tonight. I know that as well, but I thought Randall's defense was okay as well. I didn't, I didn't think neither player had, I didn't think neither player played terrible defense tonight, but I think at their best on defense, Randall is definitely a better defender than Fournier when, when they both are at their best. Right. And, yo, for some reason, the first Super Chat disappeared. So I'm kind of... I don't know what happened, but I don't know if you're still in the chat. But the first super chat disappeared. I'm definitely trying to look for it. Um, yeah, I don't, it, I don't see it. Yo, it literally like disappeared. <laughs> it's like, yo, what? The, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I wanted to shout you out and give you your props. Um, I'm gonna keep looking for it, but. Let's, we can move on to the last topic I actually want to talk about. And we're kind of talking about it behind the scenes. Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau's job security. I know you guys was kind of talking about the, this behind the scenes. Has your view of Tom Thibodeau shifted? Because last season, we talking about firing this guy. And now we're looking around and we're talking about he's doing a good job. He's playing the youth. I already felt like he's he's been a bad X and O's coach, but I felt like he's a really good teacher. But I just felt like he has to trust that what he's teaching the young guys is actually going through. And what I've seen in the first few games is really good out of bounds plays first. And then 
him actually starting to play the youth. Oh, we played 20 minutes today and starting to trust him. Has Tibbs turned the corner? And are you actually happy that we kept him? I'll say this. Um, <laughs> it's funny because last season, Tibbs was basically on the block. The way he was coaching the team, the way he kept on relying on the vets, even when the young players were playing good, a, a lot of us were, had enough of this guy. We wanted this man run out of town. We wanted um, the backup coach. What's his name again? I can't think of the name right now. Um, what's the backup coach name again? Who? Hey, no, uh, no, 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 on the Knicks. Um, Johnny Bryant? The, oh, Johnny Bryant. Yeah, Bryant. Yeah, Bryant, yeah. People wanted him as a coach and et cetera. But this season, you have to give Thibs his props. Yep. You, you, I mean, if you are a reasonable Knicks fan, you have to give him his props. Um, the minute distribution is much better. He's trusting more on the young guys, which is what we wanted from him. And like you said, last season, I can't recall Thibs doing any making uh, – I can't recall Thibs writing up any successful out-of-bounds plays coming out of timeout last season. But I also think that was because he had Burks at point guard. He didn't have a legit point guard. True. And I think that was part of the reason as to why, you know, he didn't really have successful out-of-bounds plays last season. But this season, yes, yeah, successful out-of-bounds plays off of timeouts. Minute distribution is much better. His rotations are much better. He's trusting the young players. I mean, that's all we can really ask for Thibs. And if he continues like this, he's going to save his job, to be honest about it, if he continues like this. Yeah, Ian Begley kind of wrote earlier in the year that Tom Thibodeau kind of is he knows what's happening. And if the Knicks lose and they don't play the young guys, he knows that, you know, he might be in some type of trouble. So you have to think that the front office at some point got to him and they put the exact amount of pressure on him. I know people were up in arms earlier because Leon Rose in his interviews said he gives Tom Thibodeau full autonomy and it's, it's his choice who he plays. But I still feel like that came with a caveat and I still feel like they talked to him, but they just didn't want to publicly say that we're telling Tom Thibodeau who to play. Cause what front office, what right front office would do that? What front office would get in front of the camera and say, yeah, if Tom Thibodeau doesn't play the youth, we're going to have a problem. It kind of undermines the coach. So I can see them having that conversation and not really um, telling Alan Hahn that on a one-on-one interview. I was on that train to fire Tibbs last season. Uh, I was I was loud and vocal about it because I think he, the job that he did deserved it. This season, I believe that he also deserves an entire year to finish out to see what coach is he? Is he closer to what he was when he was coach of the year? Or was it last year where all of his bad habits became consistent game in, game out? But really the deciding factor will be the playoffs and the play in. Yeah. His coaching acumen when he won coach of the year that first season with us, when he got to the playoffs, everything went out the window. The defense faltered. He was back to ISO Randall. The substitutions yeah. were awful. The way that he managed Alfred Payton's minutes were awful. The way that he couldn't contain Trey Young was he got out coached by Namit Millen and every single faculty. And we had home court advantage and we lost five games. So he went from a coach of a year candidate. He didn't bump in the first round of the playoffs as, as a fourth seed. So what he does in the playoffs to me will be the real indicator of how we move forward with him next summer. I think he needs the entire season to be able to play the season and see how he does in terms of rotations and giving the end guys minutes. But the real test will come in the playoffs or the play in. Yeah, I agree. That'll be a real test. I'm, I'm, you, you made a good point earlier, Ryan, about having the right point guard. He's a very point guard heavy type of coach, and he gives him a lot of leeway to, to do things on the fly, read and react, read and react type of offense. And I think, you know, us not having point guard definitely limits his kind of creativity but you know so i think him having a point guard in Jalen brunson is going to help us a lot because i feel like Jalen brunson is the type of guy who can actually make that call on the fly and not rely on tom thibodeau so 
it'll definitely help. But um, at some point, I still want his input. And I, I would like to see him kind of like, you know, evolve on the offensive end side of the ball when things get a little bit predictable, like the Atlanta Hawks do, like Tyra Loon does. So I don't know. That's the next evolution of Tom Thibodeau if he chooses to evolve. But um, so far, so good. And sorry, Mikey. I, I saw the uh, Mikey for... Mikey from Lower East Side, I saw you was on the on the call. I kind of saw it too late. Uh, otherwise, I got you in here earlier. But um, thanks for calling in. We'll be here next time though. If, if you're still here, you can still call, or we can just wrap it up. Either or. All right. But yo, Knicks win. Knicks win. Gotta love a Knicks win on a Friday. Knicks. And you know it's a big deal? Because the chat was jumping today, okay? The chat was dunking, jumping. We was all excited for the Friday night. The Friday night Knicks win 130 points. 130 Woo. points. Let's go. Fast break points out the wazoo. How many people in double figures? I think we had like That's seven six. or eight people in double figures. It was six. Six, six, six players in double breakers. Great game. Great game. Mm-hmm. All right. Yo, I think it's a good time to wrap it up. That's our show. All right. So to the chat once again, Winston Ellis, Carrie Cox, Margaret Edwards, everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Next game. Next game is Monday. Who are we facing Monday, guys? Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic. Time to eat. Time to eat. Time to get on this winning streak. Especially, you know, considering, you know, the first 10 games of the season is pretty rough. So the teams that we have to beat, we have to beat. Yes. You know what I mean? We have to beat. So hopefully it's more the same when we play, play the Orlando Magic in those guys. Yeah, Paolo versus Obi is going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, that dude already dropped like, I think he dropped like 25, 5, and 5. Or at least he had a stat line similar to that in his first game. So, I mean, so far, dudes look like the real deal. Yeah, uh, he, Franz Wadner's are playing really well, too, for them. Yeah. He, he, yeah, not for real. He, he stepped up for sure. He stepped up to the next level. So, um, listen, isn't, I don't want to underestimate anybody. But we should smack them. We should definitely be smacking them. I think that's another a W in the book. Just this is my opinion. Yeah, All right. But that is our show. Ryan, let us know where we can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S-I-R-G-I-T-I. L-N-I-N. You can also find me at Sergi's Corner. Content coming soon. And also, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan G-K-O-T. Alright. And Lee, Mr. Uh, Mr. ESPN? Lee, Lee ESPN! Lee ESPN! Where can they find you, Lee ESPN? Well, you guys uh, badgered me to get on Twitter, so I'm on there now. And I, I'm always enjoying the conversation that three of us have roast each other and post the memes i'm at, at underscore lee escobedo l-e-e-e-s-e-o-b-d-b-e-d-o come uh find me and drag me for my hot takes and uh you can always find me on deadspin and sb nation posting and toasting had a bunch of articles come out last week uh on why the nets are the new knicks uh, a little ode to carmelo anthony being a free agent had my picks in for deadspin for all the, the major Mello. season awards me and uh fritz were going on back and forth on on twitter and shout out to fritz I love Fritz, man. He's, he's a man behind the curtain. Big shout out to yeah. him. Absolutely. Yes, oh, yo. Also, Ryan. You haven't done this in a while. Bruh. Bruh pick. Guess what the bruh pick is today, Ryan. I mean, I, I, there, was, there was a few tonight. I mean, there was Hamadou, Hamadou Diallo who airballed a free throw. Oh, was, come on. That was up there, bro. He was that home. Dude. I'm a dude. He air. There's levels to air balls, right? Like sometimes you 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 shoot a foul shot and you barely miss the rim. He missed the rim by like a three feet. Yeah. 
What what happened there? I don't yo dude, yo dude is just a terrible free throw shooter. Like the way he was shooting free throws, I was like, yo, if there was no such thing as foul trouble, if it was if it was unlimited fouls and no team fouls, I would have been like, yo, just foul this dude every time down the court. Every time. All his free throws, they gonna score no points. Absolutely. Absolutely. Him, Shaq, Mitch, send them all. Send them all. <laughs> <laughs> all right yo that is our show uh, uh, you already know what it is like and subscribe if you like the channel we'll be back we'll be definitely be back monday i'm thinking about doing like a preview a preview show on on sunday to kind of preview the the magic game if you want to kick it with us i'm thinking about doing something like that starting to sprinkle in some preview shows every now and again so um i might be back we might be back sunday so check back in all right but let's go uh definitely 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 check us out at the the nick of time show.com to get your snapbacks all right you can listen to us on soundcloud itunes google play and stitcher and you can follow us at the kot show on twitter the nick of time show on facebook and the nick of time show on instagram and if you want seven free days of fubu tv all you gotta do is click the link. All you gotta do is go to fubutv.com slash KOT and it'll bring it to the screen. It'll say four KOT followers. You click that thing right there and you get MSG for free for seven days on Fubu TV. And if you decide to keep Fubu TV, um, it will help us out. It'll help us get a little coin. And you will get MSG. And you don't have to use that trash MSG Go app, all right? Because we already know that thing is, is, is no good, all right? So <laughs> definitely do that. Check out fubutv.com slash KOT for free MSG for seven days. All right? That is our show. And guess what, guys? As always... Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. That's our show. We out of here. Peace. Peace, fellas. York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams. NYC.